welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're one of the hundreds of thousands of women experiencing hair loss for any number of reasons, or if you're curious and want to check out what alternative hair is all about, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm Deborah. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, educator, and the co-creator of a -a one-of-a-kind, shame-free, stigma-free alternative hair boutique called Very Best Little Hair House, and that's where the magic happens. That's where I help women and men like you find the alternative hair that brings their inner beauty out. We take over where genetics or Mother Nature drop the ball and help you find and wear the alternative hair that makes you feel vibrant. I've made it my business to discover all there is to know about good wigs and toppers, and I love to talk about them. It's not just hair. It's so much more than that. This is about feeling complete, and if alternative hair is the way for you to do that, I got you covered. Yeah, it sucks when you see your scalp shining through your hair, but you know what? There is joy in finding the right alternative hair, trust me. It can be overwhelming at first. I mean, where do you start? Wig? Topper? Oh my God, will somebody know? What if my wig falls off? First of all, take a deep breath, I got you covered. This podcast addresses all things alternative hair. It's not always as easy as just finding a wig and putting it on, so I'm going to give you a tell-it-like-it-is viewpoint from what I see firsthand. I've been through it all. Stress, hair loss, alopecia, chemo. So I started my own journey about 20 years ago, and at that time I had nobody to talk to or get advice from, so I am here for you. And I can tell you this, even on my best natural hair day, I never looked or felt as confident as I do in my alternative hair. And now after five years of helping people in my shop get over that fear and get out there, I am bringing this to you to inspire, empower, and educate you. It's simple. When you look good, you feel even better. And if alternative hair is part of that confidence, who cares if you grew it or if you bought it? Forget your grandma's wig and prepare to look red carpet gorgeous. Time to end this shame and stigma. Life is too short not to love who you are, and I want you to get excited about the possibilities. So grab your headphones, feel the love I am sending your way, and let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Alternative Hair Alchemist. This is Deborah Heim. My shop is Very Best Little Hair House. You can find it at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. You can find me at www.debraheim.com, which is under construction. But I want to mention that because I have some exciting things coming up in the future. And if you go and sign up for my email list, I am going to start a newsletter and have some nice surprises for you. So keep that in mind. And other than that, we have the Facebook page, the Instagram, the YouTube channel, and of course, this podcast that you're listening to. And thank you for supporting this podcast. Give me a like, give me a review. That helps other people find the podcast. And if you do that, I will be sincerely appreciative. Now, I record these episodes a couple weeks before you hear them, and oddly enough, right now, I am recording this at Halloween time, 
which I mentioned for two reasons. Number one, Halloween is often the first time that people will let themselves venture into alternative hair, although it may be for other reasons, but sometimes just that reason alone is enough to get you interested in alternative hair, although there are quite a bit of difference of a wig you would wear for Halloween and a wig that you wear every day to make you feel good about yourself. And we're going to be talking about some of those differences right now, because two of the questions that have been sent to me is number one, how do I keep my wig on? And number two, do wigs cause hair loss? So the answers to those questions are often intertwined, but I'm going to try and fit as much as I can into this 15-minute chunk and see where we go from there. And as always, if you have any questions, email them to me, Wise Wig Support Group on Facebook, which you can find on the shop page, and I would love to hear from you. So first question, how do I keep a wig on? Often people come to my shop and they will be afraid that their wig is going to fly off or be easily removed. Like I hate that type of joke in like the talk shows or stuff where they rip people's wigs off. It's horrible. It's not funny. And I think that kind of thing does a whole detriment to people wanting to wear a wig. So, you know, that's just definitely not cool. So many, many women and men have hair loss, and by wearing a wig, it is one of the first steps to help you feel whole again. And hair is the biggest frontier of self-expression, and I'd like to help you do that. So when you get a wig that fits, really, if it fits you properly, there's no need for anything extra to keep it on. However... You don't always get the perfect fit. Talked about fit in a previous episode. I have guidelines to measure in the Wise Wig Group. But here's the thing. It's not just your measurement alone. It's also the shape of your head. And an interesting story, sometimes, depending on when you were a baby, there were periods of times of life where moms would lay the baby on the back and the mobile would entertain them. It's not a statement about anybody or any way that you take care of your kid. However, how you lay in the crib does have something to do with the way that your skull is molded. And often people will measure a certain way, but if the slope of their head is not exactly as the wig, it will tend to feel like it's riding up in the back. However, by a good fit, you can avoid a lot of that. But let's just talk in general purposes of what you can do to keep your wig on. There are wig grips, which looks like a band that you wear underneath your head, kind of Karate Kid style, if that brings an image to mind. These bands, women that love them, absolutely love them and feel naked without them under their wig. Now, they make two kinds. They make a regular wig band and they make one that will have the lace border on it so that when you line it up, if you have a lace front wig, the lace is laying on top of lace and you will not see the band. Another thing, both Milano and Beltress have a lace front wig grip cap which is that grip and a cap 
all in one. And that just came out like within this past year, or at least it made it to my shop this past year. And I'll tell you, that has been a godsend for many women. Again, mostly all wigs, if they are marked average, you got a little bit of variance. And this cap, when women find it in my shop, they are just amazed. And I have a video explaining those two caps and the differences on my YouTube, but the one difference that I've noticed lately is how the Velcro in the back attaches. The Beltress cap has Velcro that flips over and the Milano is like the opposite and it is under. Now, depending on whether you're right or left-handed or whatever the way you want to fasten it, that is a little feature that I just want to make known that may make a difference to you. Now, if you've tried one and you have good results, why not try the other? Because only by trying things can you find what is absolutely best for you. Now, another way that you can ensure that your wig stays on, although I've said it before, I have been on the back of a motorcycle and if the wig fits your head like a glove, it's not going to go anywhere. But one of my favorite extra added assurances is a small piece of wig tape. I have another video demonstrating that on the YouTube channel. And I refer you to those videos because sometimes by seeing somebody do the process, it makes it much more easier to follow. So keep that in mind. But there's all kind of wig tape out there. It is double side. And this is what men with hair pieces use to attach their piece on. And some adhesives are stronger than the others. I have my own personal favorite. I talk about it in the video. But that is a perfect solution for me. And I'm one of those types of people that if something works perfectly, I don't look any further. Because that brings me to the next way that you can help keep your wig on. And they have medical adhesive sprays. Like I have seen good reviews. I have not tried it myself for the It Stays spray, which would work the same way as the tape. So that's an option you might look into. There's so many YouTube videos out there. I'm sure someone has a video about that, but that is an option. Another tried and true option for a lot of ladies of a certain age is bobby pins. Now, that can work as well with a topper. It takes a little bit of learning and practice, but you can line the bobby pin up in a place where either the edge of the cap or the edge of the topper, where it is gripping onto a little of your own hair and it is not seen. But again, you want to be careful with anything that pulls on your existing hair. That is what will cause the hair loss, and that is known as traction alopecia. Now, traction alopecia is nothing to be afraid of. Like, you have to really kind of work or not be paying attention for it to happen. But anywhere, often with the topper clips, if you are clipping into an area that doesn't have enough hair, that will pull and cause hair loss. That same type of pulling happened to me personally with the topper. And also, I went through a period where I had the sew-in extensions. And that is just something that will happen. And if nobody is telling you that the clips pull will cause hair loss, I'm telling you that now. Now, 
Just to be forewarned, there are ways you can move your clips to where there is more hair. There's all kinds of ways to avoid it. But by knowing this, you can pay better attention and stop it before it starts. Traction alopecia can also be caused if you get a fashion wig, which when you look inside, it will have combs, the pointy type of combs sewn into the front and the back. And often when someone comes to my shop and they look at the inside of a medically constructed wig, which we'll talk more about in the future, they're like, well, where are the combs? How do I keep it on? Well, those combs will cause hair loss. And that is why fashion wigs, when you try them on, they're often a half inch to an inch bigger than a medically constructed wig because it's intended for people that have a lot of hair to change up their look. And that is fine. Beautiful. You know, they're cost effective. Sometimes they look pretty doggone convincing. But you got to keep that in mind. If you have hair loss, you really want a professional to help you with that wig. And so check my wig group because I will do a post where I show you the inside of a fashion wig as opposed to a medically constructed wig, which is also known as cranial prosthesis. That's a big word that we're going to be breaking down in future episode because I talked about this before. Some insurances have a benefit. If you have a prescription and you qualify, you can get reimbursement for your wigs. So I have some good stuff coming up on that subject. So to answer the question, do wigs cause hair loss? The rough truth is they can. That's why you need to educate yourself and choose very carefully, especially if your hair is thinning. Keep in mind that if you put a clip or anything that is going to pull on your existing hair and it pulls constantly, even a tug now and then, you want to avoid that and you totally can. There are so many wigs out there. You will find the one that fits you like a glove. Often it takes a little trial and error. I'm just going to say it just so you don't beat yourself up when it happens because there is a wig out there for you. And I have the theory that has been demonstrated time and time again that not only do they not cause hair loss, when you get the right wig and you feel good about yourself, I've experienced it myself, my hair regrowth is awesome. I swear to God. It's the feeling you want to feel good about yourself. Like when you look in the mirror and you're excited about your hair on your good hair day, remember that feeling. Just that little bit of excitement, as much as you can cultivate that, that feeling alone gives you relief from worrying about your hair loss. And I swear to God, when you put your focus on something else, your hair and everything in your body will resume its natural state. Sometimes it takes some time, but we are meant to feel good. And one of my goals, I'm a total advocate of alternative hair as a way to do that. And at one point, and you may be there now, where I was like, how am I going to feel good about myself? I don't have any hair. But you know what? I am here for you. I am here for this. 
I am going to help you 15 minutes a week at a time because with or without hair, you are beautiful. You would not be on this earth if you were not meant to be here. So I want you to relax, start loving how you look. And if I can help you do that, I'm pleased. So I guess I'm at the point to wrap up this week's episode. Before I go, I just want to assure you, you can wear the wig. Number one tip for looking natural is act like it's your own hair. Clips, wearing a scrunchie, just not fiddling with it overly in public and just forget about it and know you look good and you will rock that alternative hair. And if there is a wig out there that you are dying to try, you have my permission to just go ahead and do it. And if you do, I want you to send me a picture. It's only me that sees them. And again, I thank you so, so much for listening. Bye-bye. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.